0: Welcome to Radar. This program can be heard at thevinyldistrict.com or anywhere fine podcasts are found. Here is your host, Evan Toth.
1: The arts have always served as an effective way to tackle difficult feelings. Mental health has become a very hot topic in the last few years for two reasons. The first is that mental health challenges have continued to become destigmatized. And the second is the continued realization that, believe it or not, someone you know, most likely several of the people you know, grapple with mental health challenges of their own. The arts serve as a conduit through expressing feelings that aren't so easy to communicate with mere words. Nonprofit record label Future Youth Records knows this well and offers young performers a way for them to express their feelings about complicated social issues in musical terms. Ontario's Tasha Hanna connected with the label, and together they have completed two significant projects. On the 1st, Tasha was one of the featured performers on Julian Lennon's Saltwater, which supported Lennon's White Feather Foundation. Recently, Tasha has completed her second project with the label, this time shifting the focus away from environmental concerns and toward mental health initiatives. Tasha was connected with Billy Bob Thornton and his stalwart musical partner from the Boxmasters, J.D. Andrew. They were both impressed by a song of Tasha's titled As I Ever Was and invited her to Billy Bob's studio to produce and record the song together. What you'll hear on this episode is Billy Bob Thornton, J.D. Andrew, Tasha, and I have a frank discussion regarding the state of mental health support in our current society and examples of ways that the arts serve as a valuable tool in combating the challenges that so many people face. It's also a refreshing portrait of new and experienced performers joining forces for a common goal. Hello, welcome to Billy Bob Thornton, to Tasha, and to J.D., Andrew, and uh, the first thing I want to say is like, wow, how did we all get here? What an interesting cast of characters we have. It's Canadian (laughs) musician Tasha here. I've got the musician JD Andrew, and of course, Billy Bob Thornton, and you've all ended up in a Zoom call in my basement in New Jersey somehow. So I guess the the place to start here is to ask, you know, welcome to the program, and how did everybody kind of connect here? I know a little bit about the backstory, but um, uh, I'll explain to our audience a little bit in the introduction to this podcast how, you, you know, what why, why you guys are together, but how did you all kind of connect? Yeah, we
0: can
2: build that one, Tasha.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I've been working with future youth records, which is a nonprofit social justice, uh, label. And, uh, they approached me about uh, a really cool project. They wanted to uh, talk more about emotional health and mental illness. And they asked if I would consider writing some songs, uh, and potentially working with the box masters. Uh, so I started writing and here we are.
1: Okay, and the song is called "As I Ever Was," right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And tell us about that tune. What uh, What can people, as you mentioned, it's a, it's tied into uh, you know a mental health uh, uh, a mental health angle here. But why don't you tell everybody what what they could expect uh, hearing this tune? What are they uh, getting out of it?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's deeply emotional. The lyrics are very personal. Um, but at the same time, it's got a, a bit of like a, a bitterness to it. You can tell when I'm singing it that uh, there's some real anger and frustration there. And sometimes when that anger and frustration boils over, it ends up just being like complete exasperation. Um, so when you listen to the song, I think you'll just get uh, get some You'll get to know a little bit about what I think about and what some of my fears are and what my process is dealing with mental health. And I hope that you walk away with it. Uh, Also understanding a little bit more about your own mental health and uh, feeling a little bit more at peace of being where you are
1: where you are. (laughs) Right. Right. Cool. So, so then take us to now you're there in Canada. You're a musician. You've hooked up with this label. You've got this uh, angle for a song. And now how does Billy Bob Thornton get into the picture here? You've got, of course, you're here with uh, JD and you guys are, uh, were together are still together as the box masters. So how did that kind of connection take place?
0: Yeah, I honestly don't know too much about too much about all the behind the scenes of it. I was just lucky enough to be able to uh, to create it and uh, and get to fly out and be a part of it.
1: Well, Billy Bob, how did Tasha end up in your recording studio?
2: <laughs> well, uh, JD and I know a, a lady named Robin Flans who's a very wonderful uh, music journalist, and uh, she had interviewed us over the years, and even did some liner notes for us before and she contacted me about it told me what the program was you know how they were doing this and they had done one already with another artist and they said look how would you guys like to produce someone on this uh on this record we're doing and it all has to do with you know various subjects facing our youth today and uh so uh they wanted to know which ones of these subjects that we might want to tackle. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I said, well, we're big into the mental health thing, and we knew that was one of the subjects. So how about that? If you got anybody that's got a song like that, uh, we'd be happy to produce a song on someone like that. And then she showed us a group of uh, three uh, girls who were doing a song together, and one of those was Tasha, and uh, we picked her out as the one we wanted to work with, uh, and she had this wonderful song. Uh, they had sent us a couple of her songs. We said, we like that one very much, so uh, let's uh, let's try that one. So they all came out, and uh, Jason, who is sort of the guy heading up the project, came out with, uh, with Tasha, and uh, we just went in the studio and recorded it in a day really and um, uh, tasha played it for us on piano and we said okay uh let's uh let's throw down a scratch here Mm -hmm. uh, which we did uh like a scratch vocal on an acoustic guitar i think it was that we started with and uh they went away and had dinner when they came back jd and i had played a bunch of stuff on it and uh, they got back, and there was a song for her to sing to. And then she sang. We did a few vocal passes till uh, she was happy, and we were happy. And uh, we got the one. And uh, once the song was done, we we listened to it. It was like, wow, this is uh, this could be a big hit, <laughs> you right. know. And right, for right. Tasha's sake, and for the project's sake, we hope it is. So we were very honored to be uh, a part of it. So essentially what we did is we played instruments on it and, you know, sort of, you know, produced it. But uh, Tasha doesn't need much producing.
3: <laughs> She's
2: pretty awesome. <laughs> so that's how it came about. And it's, it's you know, meant to be a, kind of an ongoing project until they get the whole thing together and uh you know with other artists you know producing other people and uh i'm sure tasha might do another one or two who knows but um anyway it was just really good to connect with her uh and uh now we have a you know long distance friendship uh we're we're in uh, la and she's way over there in uh, eastern canada so uh you know we uh you know hope to get to work with her again someday because it was just a really enjoyable experience and it's for a great cause
1: right Tasha were you like uh gobsmacked when they said oh th- th- did you know they might hook you up with uh Billy Bob Thornton or were there other you know how did that process kind of work with the label or, or and and then they came to you and said hey this is someone, <laughs> someone's shown an interest here and were you like whoa okay
0: yeah, I was. I just finished the, uh, the project Billy was talking about that. Uh, they showed him, uh, I think is, uh, the saltwater project that I did. We did it with, um, Julian Lennon. We covered one of his songs, uh, me and, uh, three other, uh, two other girls and like a, a vocal producer that was also you. Oh
1: yeah. You know, I actually saw yeah. that. I saw, a, uh, I, I received a press release about that and I watched part of the video. That's right. I didn't oh, put cool. that together until just now.
0: Yeah, so, I, so I'd worked with them and, and, and built that relationship there. And that was already just like, you know, I mean, you're coming from Toronto, flying over to L.A. That's exciting in itself. And then you get I was in the recording studio for the first time. I'd never been in one. And then, uh, you know, then so when they told me the Boxmasters, it was just like, it just feels like, you know, good thing after good thing. It feels a little unbelievable. So I was, uh, I was excited right away and, and, and uh, knew it was the real deal. Knew it, knew it would probably happen. So,
1: right. Okay. So you like projects with Julian Lennon and Billy Bob Thornton and like, can you get any cooler or what?
0: We just keep going up. So, I mean, you know? what's next, what's next, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: I saw your clip of, uh, of Vienna on uh, Instagram. It's one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Maybe, maybe it's a Billy Joel project. That's probably the next, uh, the next rung, right?
0: Billy Joel is incredible. (laughs) I wouldn't be upset.
1: (laughs) Very cool. Uh, JD, why don't you, we're not talking to JD here enough, but uh, JD's in the Boxmasters, and you've been working with uh, Billy Bob, of course, for many years and uh, working on your own projects together. What was it like, uh, you know, uh, putting together, as Billy Bob sort of described, putting together some of the backgrounds and uh, some of the other supporting tracks for Tasha's tune there?
3: So basically, we treated tasha like it was our song um kind of we have our method of how we record which billy says we start off with a scratch and we just start adding tracks and you know because we are a two person have to record the other person while they're playing for the most part so uh you know we just do one thing at a time so usually we just start with that scratch then put some drums then bass guitars all of those things and uh till we get to where we're we're feel like we're done and uh you know one thing i I remember about the night that we uh did tasha's vocal was that um you know billy and tasha went for a walk we did a few takes of the song and they went for a walk and had a little chat you know like what's whatever the, the the true meaning of the song was and i wasn't privy to the conversation but i know when they got back we got our take you know that mm-hmm. was the one that had you know all the emotion and everything that we needed for the track it was uh came back and she was really in the zone and so you know it's a uh, you know a real blessing us you know we're artists you know as well as you know producers and musicians so you know billy could see that hey there's something that uh you know tasha's whole, maybe she's singing the song a little too much you know and so he went to really you know find that emotion that was uh in the song and to get that out of her and into the uh onto the track which was great and uh i'm really really glad that they they went for that walk
1: good walk sometimes a walk can really uh, change a lot of stuff that's good um uh billy bob can you tell us a little bit about the your studio uh it's it's in l is it in la or is it somewhere else
2: it's in la but it's like about 45 minutes north of town really uh, we're out in what they call the north valley You may have heard of uh, Agora Hills and Westlake Village and Thousand Oaks that area. So we're we're closer to Ventura County,
1: right? So, Uh, and this is the studio (laughs) you've been using for many years with the the Boxmasters, and you've done some of your solo work there as well.
2: We started out in a studio. JD and I started out in a studio together that I had since uh, about ninety nine or two thousand, which was actually in Beverly Hills, a studio I bought from Slash. Oh. Guns N' Roses and we started the Boxmasters there in that studio and we were there until about 2012 or so and then uh moved uh, I moved uh to uh Canyon and that and we started uh recording at AM Studios over in Hollywood and we sure. recorded there or Henson as they call it now right but it's the old A&M Studios Herb Alpert and Jerry Moss's place um very very uh uh it's pretty spooky around there a lot of people have been through there and uh so we recorded there for years and then about three years ago we got this studio on agora and uh so we've we've already made i mean in in addition to Tosh's we've recorded a couple of other (laughs) people we know here and uh we've made gosh i don't know jd maybe four or five records here already in three years uh so we've been uh
3: well, we've finished four in the last um in the last in this calendar year um we, oh, we did two man. volumes of a concept record and, and then two other records so that's that's just what we've done this year you know and then you know other i i can't keep track of how many we've actually done mm-hmm. in this space but uh our preview that we put out uh, last year, sixty-nine, was done all there, and I feel like the one right before that was uh, done there as well, but I can't remember what it was called. No, yeah, the last couple of records. No, wait, "Help I'm Alive" wasn't recorded there. Yeah, Sorry. we did
2: two. We we've toured with two
3: records already right. that we've done there.
2: And uh, and by the way, JD. You're a Zoom service, and they're they're in Santa Monica. It's really <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JD, if you
1: have while while we're talking, we might throw some other questions at other people. But maybe if you're close to a, a router or a, a, your your base or something, you might want to go there for the duration of the conversation. It might uh, might improve it a little bit because uh, Billy Bob's right. His uh, he's a, <laughs> he's a man of many talents, and he knows when he knows when a Wi-Fi signal's not so good. <laughs> yeah, barely. No. Very good. Um, Tasha, you know, even though um, mental health conversations between you know, have been kind of destigmatized in the last few years, we've come a long way. Uh, There's still a lot of taboo uh, feelings Hmm. around discussing mental health in public and uh, out in the open, you know, and what do you think? um, What do you think society needs to do differently going forward when it comes to discussions about mental health awareness?
0: Uh, I think compassion is the first place to start. I think people listening to the conversations that are already happening need to have a little bit more compassion and understanding on people's different lives and what they've gone through and different experiences. So I, I think that's the main one, especially when we see so much division going on in the world right now. Right. I think that's the first step. But um, aside from that, I, I really think it's through art. Um I think more art, all the art the music, the the visual art, everything like that, because I think it is uh, it can touch places that words can't touch and can go deeper and make you feel so much less alone. And a lot of people feel very alone. So I think that's the the, the big the big things for me.
1: Right. And back to the recording process when uh, when uh, you went to dinner and you came back and you heard the other tracks that they'd laid down on, uh, you know, on top of your uh, scratch track there. What you know, what was your feeling where, where, you know, I know I know that can kind of take your breath away sometimes if it's done correctly, which I imagine in, in these fellas' cases it was. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, coming back to the, the tracks that you uh, that you ended up finally singing with? Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I remember being at dinner and like barely being able to eat because I was so twitchy and excited because I, I already was loving what I'd heard so far. And then right. coming back, I was, I was shocked that it was like like the level it was so quickly. Um, so I, I wasn't expecting that. I've, you know, never worked with anybody like that before that was able to just create so fluidly and and freely and, and they just did it so quickly. So I listened to it and I was like blown away because of that, but also it sounded so good and so rich. Uh, and I was just so excited to to put my real vocals on that. And it was just another, it was just another one of those moments of like, whoa, okay, I'm really here in this space right now.
1: Right. That's exciting. Oh, good job. You guys, you guys did a good (laughs) job. Well, you know, we were just
2: determined that, you know, especially like in, you know, some pop music these days and other types too, but uh, people will just make a song in the box, you you know, they get a beat, you know, in the box and you know, a producer can pretty much make the whole record himself. And JD and I, you know, we're pretty organic. So we like to just we play real instruments and mostly vintage ones. And uh, we just wanted it to sound organic. And because Tasha's voice is so natural and organic that you don't want to put her in there with something that sounds manufactured. So uh, that was the whole idea behind it. Um, And, uh, you know, and we're kind of, you know, we're a rock and roll band. And, and so we thought, well, let's just do it as if we were doing the song because her vocal is going to fit right in there. And she'd written such a great song, you couldn't screw it up. And right. uh, so when she came in there and she sang it with such passion, it just all it all fit together. I mean, it's like she was in the band, you know, and or we were her band or whatever. Right, right. Uh, it was a very organic thing
1: and billy bob you know you mentioned that uh mental health awareness was one of the topics that caught your interest when the label sort of reached out to you well you know and and i might ask the same question to you uh that i just asked to to tasha you know just in your experience uh certainly through uh show business and otherwise you know what where where do you think we need to be um with mental health nowadays in the 21st century? And, and how did this project sort of appeal to you to to sort of help to, to, to help Tasha's uh, song get out there and in, in that, you know, mental health regard?
2: Well, uh, I've had issues myself all my life, and uh, I have a severe obsessive compulsive disorder, and anxiety disorder, and I'm a dyslexic and all these different things. And grew up being known as learning disabled. And uh, so I think, you know, we need to let people know that even though you have whatever particular issue it is within the mental health umbrella, uh, that, you know, like Tasha said, you can get these things out of you, there's a place for you, you know, because sometimes, you know, there's a stigma about it. And People did, you know, when I was growing up, people didn't talk about it. Right. And uh, at least these days they do. One thing that, you know, like uh, I didn't grow up with, and JD didn't really grow up with it as a teenager or anything, uh, which Tasha has grown up in, is, is social media. So these days it's even harder because we didn't have as many critics. We only had the ones, and I don't mean just critics for your art, but critics in general. Mm-hmm. And we only had the ones that were right in front of our face i mean whether it was your parents or your friends or people at school whatever that's all we heard and then as an artist you know you had about 30 or 40 critics in the country that you worried about now everybody's one so if you have any type of uh, uh condition where you you know that gives you anxiety or uh or, or or more severe ones, you know, uh, like that. You know, sometimes you you don't want to put your put your uh, head on the chopping block for people, you know. And uh, but as Tasha said, I think that's exactly where to do it. I think to do it in art, express yourself in your way, and let them come to you, you know, uh, and see who you are. I don't really know a lot of great artists anyway uh, that don't have a little, a little something funny going on in them. Sure. Uh, And I think, I think it actually, you know, uh, my OCD and anxiety, you know, have been put into many, many songs.
1: Right. Uh, Right.
2: And uh, it not only is good for, you know, yourself to, you know, to sort of, you know, have the cathartic experience of getting that out, but I think if other people hear it, like Tasha said, it makes them feel, oh, there are others like me who feel these things and feel that way. And, uh, you know, life is pretty tough out there, you know. And, and if you go into it already kind of behind the eight ball, you know, <laughs> you know if, you got, if you're already nervous about getting out there. I mean, my mom uh, developed agoraphobia and, and, uh, in the last probably 13 14 years of her life and wow. i've gone through periods of that too and if you're in the entertainment business it's the wrong condition to have
1: right you gotta go so,
2: uh you know i i think uh i think yeah art is a great way to get your feelings out and also express them to other people it might help um and you know just end the stigma because it's not like you know if somebody says I have, um, uh, you know, what, some other condition, you know, outside of mental health, it's, right. it's not people think, oh, no, uh, that's creepy. I'm going to stay away from them or whatever. Uh, it's, it's just a, a thing that certain people live with for whatever reason, whether it's chemistry or, uh, you know, uh, experiences in your life that made you that way uh in my case i think mainly that but uh you know we should do something to make people know that it's just this is just a thing It exists in life and they can be wonderful people people who are high achievers and all this kind of thing so it's the stigma we need to get rid of and it's like you know I have to admit, every now and then I'll run into somebody who has some of the uh, afflictions I have. And and uh, I think Tasha and I talked about it. It's almost like you look at each other and you show them your palm and you've got mm-hmm. like a red dot on your palm. It's like, oh, you have it too, you know. It's like <laughs> right. that, you know? So there's a lot of us out there. And uh,
1: well, and it's funny that you mentioned learning disabilities too because I I grew up with a learning disability and now I'm the print my day job is the principal at a high school for kids with learning disabilities here in New Jersey absolutely. so you know we're you know everybody has these things and that's obviously it's separate from mental health but um you know that we do have these uh, these challenges and everybody's got their own challenges and uh, we, you know we're all in a, a community here together you know absolutely yeah um and uh tell me a little bit more about the label you know future youth records it's a nonprofit record label that uh, helps youth use the power of music to advocate for uh, change and make some positive social impacts and and uh tasha do you want to talk a little bit about how you hooked up with the label in the first place
0: yeah for sure um they were running a, uh, a think peace contest um and this was in 2020 so a few years ago and uh I my friend saw it actually my cousin and she sent it to me and was like you should write a song and submit it and I was like, "Oh, well, okay, like why not?" Uh, you know, usually nothing comes of stuff like that, but I've got nothing but time, so I'm going to do it and I wrote it really quick, recorded it really really quick and sent it in. And then like a week later, I heard back that I was one of the winners of the contest. And I'd never been, uh, I care a lot about songwriting and a lot about making music, but I definitely had never gotten any kind of recognition um, for it before, especially my songwriting. So I felt like so touched and and it—I, I don't know, it kind of uh, awakened in me like this spirit of like, knowing that I can kind of create things that resonate with people. That was kind of the first time I felt that. Um, so yeah, I've worked on with them a, on a couple different projects. They really focus on a couple issues at a time. Um, I know that Think Peace is one. Think Earth. Uh, we did the Saltwater for. They do Think Women, which I did a song for as well. Um, and then obviously emotional health, they're starting to do as well. So yeah, they, they're they're really fantastic. I've enjoyed working with them. The the cool thing about it, from you know an independent artist perspective, is. Um, I'm not signed to them or anything like that. I work with them. They're, they're, we have, uh, you know, a, a great relationship, but it's not, I'm not, you know, locked in on anything necessarily. So I have a lot of freedom. And then I also get to own all my work. So, which is, you know, a big topic nowadays big, in the music yeah. industry. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. And, uh, and they really care about their artists and their whole, whole objective is to try to create sustainable careers so that artists can c- continue creating art and, you know, not be starving artists <laughs> is the idea, um, and also to create the change at the same time, put the right, put <clears throat> people with, you know, important messages, you know, in the spotlight more. So, yeah, they're great.
1: Very cool. And what's the plan for you next? Now you've got uh, th- this is a, pro- a certain project, but um are you thinking about uh, an an album length thing or what's next on the table for you?
0: We've got some things cooking. Um we've uh I think we're looking towards uh well maybe I'm not supposed to say. I think oh, we're looking towards I on, think we're looking towards us.
1: You could tell us. It's just <laughs> it's just me JD and Billy Bob Thornton. What could go I wrong think...
0: I think we're looking towards a new single, and uh, that's dangerous. I think we're looking towards a single in January, um, and uh, it is in a similar vein to this song. And that's all I'll say.
1: Okay, cool. You know, mysterious. Well, <laughs> we'll keep it up. Well, uh, Billy Bob and JD, I'll throw the question to you guys too. I know the Boxmasters just released an album earlier this year, but uh, what's next, either for the Boxmasters or solo? Al- Billy Bob, you haven't had a solo album. I think the last one was 2007, right?
2: Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh, it was the last solo album, but, you know, I love being part of a band so much that right. I like to just, you know, be a guy in the Boxmasters. masters. Uh, mm-hmm. but JD has been really on me to do a, another solo record of, of singer songwritery kind of record or Americana like record. And, uh, so we, we keep talking about it. We may do that, but we're going to tour again next August, September and October. And in the meantime, uh, I'm going to work on a couple more records, and uh, uh, I'm thinking, hearing Tasha talk there, maybe we should see, I mean, we're on a wonderful label, uh, 30 Tigers, uh, uh, they are a pretty artsy label and a great label. But I'm thinking that maybe we should start telling people we're on future youth records just to get them to think we're younger than we are. (laughs) So we're the only people on future youth records who don't look.
0: Shave off a few decades. Yeah,
2: (laughs) It's not a bad idea. it's or we could be on their subsidiary called past youth records <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> right right recent past recent past right. records uh, right, yeah. right how about you jd uh, tell me about uh tell me quickly uh about uh you know uh getting billy bob to do another uh uh solo album uh, i i enjoy those records very much and i'd uh i i i support you in uh getting him to do that if you can
3: well yeah i i had we record so much and we have the means now that we do have the studio to record so much that I was just thinking of another way that we can release another record, you know, once or twice a year. So instead of putting out, you know, two or three or four box masters records a year, eh, let's, you know, do that as well as, you know, put a couple of Billy solo records out, Um, you know, just, just because we can, I mean, mostly we just sell them on our website and 30 tigers does put out, you know, one of them a year or so, but, uh, you know, people like hearing new music, you know, and our fans, you know, kind of expect it from us. So, you know, we'll put out another record hopefully around Christmas time and we'll find, uh, some time maybe in the spring and then we'll put out our next you know, proper release on 30 tigers, uh, somewhere around that tour. But mainly, uh, you know, pushing Billy to do a solo records, just let's record something else, you know, let's just keep recording. And, uh, you know, maybe on this one, it'll sound a little different than the other one we're working on just try to do it as uh, you know, each thing different, but pretty much
1: Uh Oh, it was uh, such a good thought it was such a good uh, thought that his you, wi-fi said basically
3: sound it's up and uh, we're gonna keep doing it
1: very cool well listen this uh, has been a, a real thrill to see my with.
3: unstable internet
1: that's okay that's okay this has been a really good uh, a really exciting thrill to speak with all of you and thank you to tasha and jd and of course to billy bob thornton and uh i'd love to chat with the two of you again about uh, box masters projects or uh, solo projects and tasha i hope you keep in touch with me and let me know what's going on with you and uh we could chat again and uh thanks so much for this i appreciate it and good luck with the song thank you
2: thank you thank you very much for having us all really yeah. cool thanks evan
1: you're good it's and JG, no it. thanks to you with that with that uh, wi-fi connection
2: right.
1: <laughs> And Sorry. Before
2: we Talk to you again. Could you please get some vinyl? I mean, I noticed that that whole shelf full of CDs back there. Come on, man.
1: Uh, yeah, no, they're not CDs. You know that. You know that. Well, I was going to ask you about and, and And this isn't this isn't going to have a physical release, this track, right? Is this going to just be a, it's a digital release?
0: Yeah, it's just digital.
1: Okay. Well, when you when you do the larger album, I'm sure you'll be thinking about vinyl. And I know Billy Bob and JD think about that, right? All your your stuff uh, has all been on on vinyl, too right all the box master stuff. Uh, I think Wait we oh, yeah, toss- have some show and tell. Over. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Wait, you have to make some sense. There you go. Cool. That's it. You got the uh, you got the autograph record. Well, I listen, do. again, everybody, I'm not going to take any more of your time. Thank you so very much. And uh, uh, keep in touch. Okay, be well. Got it. Thank you. Radar is produced by Evan
0: Toth in partnership with the vinyl district. You can hear radar on WFDU 89.1 FM or anytime online at thevinyldistrict.com.